Hey everyone and welcome to episode 36 of the Convergence podcast. I'm your host Siddhartha Valuri and this week I got a chance to talk to the prolific automotive and concept designer Christian Grayovsky. We went quite deep into the process of him creating his book Explorer which was published by the legendary Design Studio Press. The mindset needed to create a book of this scale and the amount of planning that goes into making something like this. The insights and experiences shared throughout this conversation are extremely valuable and I think anybody attempting to create a big personal project or a massive passion project of their own will really get a lot of value from this conversation and tangible information that they can apply to the process to streamline it further. So I hope you stick around till the end of this conversation and let's go. So Christian, thanks again for coming on the podcast. I'm curious because you obviously entered the fictional world or the entertainment world with a very high level of skill already because you've worked in the automotive industry already. So I wanted to first touch upon that because that was obviously a major part of your career early on. So the things that you learned there and why you got into automotive to begin with. Okay, like I said, I did the uh, metalworking. apprenticeship and then during my mandatory service I decided to do something else um at that point I have to say I had no idea to uh, what design or some what design really meant or what it was actually it was begin uh, at the beginning of 21 and I was yeah I always loved movies I have to say like most people mm-hmm. growing up in the 80s so you saw all those crazy movies but Yes, in Germany growing up in a little village with 100 people you really don't think about that stuff so much you just watch it but you really don't think yeah this is who is doing this and mm-hmm. is there really a job so no <laughs> especially if you're coming from a working class family um so there's really other problems in <laughs> this this stuff but I always loved that and I always loved dinosaurs and those books and comics in a way So and I was yeah saying that I was drawing quite a bit my whole life copy I tried to copy a uh, comics or just the, the dinosaurs I saw in my book on a drawing a portraits for family but I wasn't really inventing anything I mean the most creative stuff I did was lego playing mm-hmm. with the little bricks and everything but that's it so just copying this and Yeah my friends always said yeah just do something with your talent with your drawing skills yeah but really naive yeah what what should you do with my drawing skills and then <laughs> during this civil service i actually found um a school um kind of art school for one year in hanover where i actually could go and get a higher degree so i could i would be able to study and this was i think 2000 2 or mid 2002 so 22 at that point and yeah i applied to that school with a with a portfolio what i had so I, just all my um, my copied drawings and portraits and everything and then i got accepted i did this year and in this year actually i that was the first time i met um like minded people who had the same interest like i did and but they had way 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 more experience than i did and they already knew what design was and all this and yeah i was pretty naive going in but the good thing there was i had a really a strict 
uh, drawing teacher. He was uh, kind of rude, but I really liked that because you really knew, knew it, it, when you were improving and when you made a fault, when you made mistakes. And this was super, super helpful for me because I think always it's good um, to see your mistakes because otherwise you will not be able to get better, mm -hmm. I think, ever. So it's always, always keep the people around you who are telling you the truth that this and this isn't good because of this and this. This is my philosophy. I think it's always great to have those people around you. Yeah, I did this and then I decided um, to actually study product design with um, some of my friends and the university was actually next to our school. So we applied there and yeah, we got we had to do the test and the portfolio and we got accepted and yeah and then this was my uh when i entered actually into the design world in, in a way and this was actually yeah, super mind-blowing to learn or actually first time realizing that all the products around me mm -hmm. <laughs> uh just put so much thought in it uh yeah that's this was uh kind of stupid looking back but that, that's it I, I grew up in a completely different time then there was internet but this was something very different like it is nowadays so yeah but I'm actually happy about that so no and yeah I started studying and at that time I also haven't had money from my parents side or so so I got the government money um and which is actually pretty cool in Germany and that studying is basically for free. Okay. This is pretty great here. Um, so I got this government money and so I thought, okay, I could do a job because I I have to say that. Um, because I thought, okay, I, this isn't much money, but I rather live with less money and put in as much time and work in my uh, product design study as I can because this is I'm here now and I have to invest it in the, into the future. I think I had this mind, this mindset was very important for me that I don't waste my time during my study that I give really 200% to learn as much as I can. And yeah, I really did this and my drawing skills improved and improved always. Yeah, because I was drawing really a lot. I had to drive every day 90 minutes in total back and forth. And I was just drawing the whole time. Um, to, to improve yourself because, and the good thing is, uh, handies were, weren't around there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they were, but you couldn't do anything except play, I think, Snake or so was a game. So it was, yeah, drawing a lot, always. And then in the third semester, my friend Jan uh, brought this, uh, The Art of Star Wars, uh, the episode one, the book. Oh, nice. Uh, with the university. And I think, I think every, every designer knows it. This is the first and I still the best Art of Star Wars book in my mind. And this blew my mind. I thought, okay, this was, fuck, just really normal people are doing this. Okay, not normal, but this was the, really the first time I, okay, this is for movies. Ah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe I just, and from that time, I really just, did my product design um, uh, stuff and then also did the concert art stuff mm -hmm. after in, in, in the evening and in my spare time. Yeah, and I just fell in love with that. And yeah, there was the design studio press came out, the books. So I, yeah, I have on my left side, I think you can see it part of my shelf. Huge collection of <laughs> design studio press books. Yeah, yeah, not just. I have, so I bought 
a lot of books <laughs> since then. This is just, yeah, worth a lot. I mean, this is just the, the content of this so good. So, and all this ca came around and then me and some other friends, we just stay together in school and always pushed ourselves. Mm -hmm. the, the, the ones who were better were also pushing us. We could learn from them. And this was really cool, actually. This was very, very cool. And then um, in the fifth semester, actually, was fifth? Yeah, fifth semester. Um, another friend, he joined us. And he was really into um, transportation design. Mm -hmm. And I, there was also another uh, guy in my study who was in, into transportation design, but not, not like him in a way. And I, re I really came, came along really good with him, with Christoph and also my other friends. And from that on, yeah, we actually started somehow focusing on transportation design. I think it was because I, it was like, yeah, product design is cool but the product is just so small but mm -hmm. if, if you could do a really big product li like a car that's somehow more it's, it wasn't it wasn't about the car it was about the product the car is a product in the end and i really really liked that and enjoyed that and doing this and yeah so we keep really we also did a couple of projects with our um, um professors this was pretty good and then i have to say during the whole time, I had a really good um, CAT model professor who taught us, um, yeah, Elias pretty well mm -hmm. because in our university, Elias was the CAT program to use, and yeah, I'm pretty grateful for that <laughs> because this helped me a lot in my career, the following career, and until today, and I really loved uh, the CAT modeling and drawing and everything, and so. Yeah, this is how I actually felt enough, but this, this concept art stuff was always uh, beside because I didn't thought that I could go and make being in a movie and making money for, for a movie because this was so far away. But yeah, getting into the automotive industry in Germany, we have a big, pretty big automotive industry. I think this, this was something more reachable for me. So I really focused on that more, but really still in my spare time doing a lot of concept art designs. And yeah, and so that the, the time passed during my study basically, and I just fell in love more and more. And then I think then Daniel Simon's book um, came out from Design Studio Press. Cosmic Motors. Yeah, Cosmic Motors. And this was so impressive. I mean, just, yeah, it was, yeah, everyone was blown away, yeah. especially I think every every student was blown away. And me too. And, uh, yeah, and and lucky me, I got an internship actually at, at that um, studio where Daniel Simon actually um, worked, where he left before he did the book. So I, I started actually my internship. Um, what was it? Three months um, before it came out somehow. And then I was there in the studio. And yeah working with all those great people and yeah, this was just yeah just fantastic basically and then yeah just left school yeah left school I left the company I did my thesis my final thesis in another company and yeah and then I um how was it yeah shortly before I finished actually my thesis I answered um I got no I got a call 
from a from another boss from my former boss boss in Potsdam he asked me if I want to uh, if I have time for, for another project so okay I have to finish my uh, and my thesis first yeah is that so important I said yeah it is important for me <laughs> I really want to finish my study and yeah okay 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 um, I call you back and then he called me back a couple of weeks later and said yeah, Christian if you still have time you could start when could you start I think okay 21st of July. This was one week after my graduation. I wanted to have a little break there. And so I started and I said, okay, it's it's in Italy. And yeah, this was pretty cool. I was actually able to be part of the team for the um, Stocker Lamborghini Stocker, the four-door four door coupe from Lamborghini at that time. So I was, and I got the job due to my um, cat modeling and design skills because I was able then to actually design cat model uh, model everything at the same time already this was in 2008 and this was a rare skill then mm -hmm. so that that there was a designer who actually could not not a polygon so then really create the, the proper data which would be handed over for milling or, or printing so yeah this was pretty good so i stayed there i think three and a half four months in italy at jujaro design with, with my colleagues and was helping helping them out with all the details, but yeah, already working on the show car then just starting out actually in my career. And yeah, from there on, this was, we finished that in October, 2008. Yeah. And in, this was during the world crisis, the, uh, and then yeah, January, 2009, I got my permanent, I got a permanent job during that crisis, which was, I think, uh, got so lucky just a very few people got the job during that time and i got a permanent job in potsdam mm -hmm. the studio where daniel simon used to work and this was just a, a dream come through actually come come through come through come through for for me i mean just yeah being with those people and yeah and, and that time i learned from there on i learned so much from my colleagues and everything i I thought I learned in school or in university was actually, it wasn't actually so much. It was, I learned the most than really working on the job. And I, I really got lucky because I went through a time period where there was actually the clay models actually there. Maybe I have to explain what a clay model is to some people. Um, the, the clay model is, is a completely, um, a seating back which looks in the end like a real car with all the foil and, and the little details, the build parts on. So this is actually where you actually design an interior. I, I didn't say that I was an interior designer. Sorry. That's okay. I started as an interior designer, not an exterior designer. Um, and just to, just to I, interrupt you for a second, the clay model yep. is a one to one scale, full scale. It's model. a one to one scale for interior. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For, for exterior, you do, yeah. One to four. I think that's, one to five or something sometimes but interior you always do one to one because you really want to sit in that room what you have and then feel because you need to feel it you need to see it you, you need to yeah to grab everything and this this is so important and yeah like i said we actually i went through a phase where it was just okay you did your sketches then with, with the cat modeler then was middling part and then you did your clay model and this was scanning again, then you went back sometimes in, in CAT or so, and then back to the clay model. And then until in the end, it was almost just purely, purely digital. 
and then just one or two millings and that's it there was a, but this was a because I, I was able to learn everything and then the department where i was we also got the uh, freedom actually to model everything uh, in 3d it wasn't you we weren't supposed to do fancy sketches mm -hmm. it was always up to us it was important that the idea idea was there um for, for your design for your for your product for the interior this was the most important thing and then you could just mo cat model everything and then do a screenshot paint over and pre present it this was yeah great great time and great boss really and yeah my super great uh, colleagues there and in the end we got um, almost everyone actually was modeling the interiors by themselves this actually saved a lot of time because you don't have to speak to the modeler and then go away go, go there again after a couple of hours or days and ah no 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 i wanted to have it like this and this and this so mm -hmm. this is painful because he doesn't he can, cannot read your mind and if you are able to actually model everything on your own up to 80 90 percent quality this saves so much time and the design will be better and it's faster actually so this that, that's i'm explaining that because this was where i learned all my skills and that's why I, my my vehicles i think look how they look because i learned a lot but i was never never really modeling um spaceship in that time was something like this well, it was just sketching 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 still during my job after when i came home i was sketching sketching uh, creatures vehicles all this all this until i think it was 2014 or something or 14 15 end of mid of 14 begin of 15 i, I don't remember anymore uh, correctly so this was when but my, my sketches in my spare time were actually piling up super high. And I thought, oh, fuck, hmm. I really need to do something with that. And then, yeah, um, at that my best friend, Toby, did, did a sabbatical once. He was traveling. And I thought, okay, maybe I can do a sabbatical, but I'm not traveling. I am actually so stupid that I just stay at home and work my ass off and just do something out of these sketches. So I, so I decided that. Told my girlfriend that I quit my job for, for one year and do a sabbatical. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, so I just um, yeah talked to my bosses and friends about that, and my goal also was to make a book mm -hmm. after that sabbatical because I I needed a goal and not just modeling some stuff here, some stuff there. I want to have a goal which I can okay now I want to go there and. I want to finish this by the end of one year. So I needed this because otherwise you were just hanging in there and yeah, doing a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. So if you have a goal in the end, it's super, super good for you. Yeah, I got that sabbatical. I was the first one ever asked. <laughs> yeah. So and then I got this sabbatical and started in 2016. But yeah, the, the problem was also I where do we get the programs actually because yeah alias is super expensive uh, zbrush uh i wanted to learn zbrush and um t-shirt for, for my rendering skills mm -hmm. in 2016. so i just uh yeah i contacted uh, those companies and asked them if they would sponsor me in that sabbatical <laughs> in that yeah i i wrote really i think a four pages 
explaining myself who I am, what I want to do, and then did a little portfolio to them because I just had sketches mm -hmm. to show them. And yeah, everyone was actually super kind. And yeah, they supported me for the for a period of time then with the programs. And because you cannot do a book, want to publish it and you have just uh, illegal versions, this will maybe not end very well for you. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Um, yeah, so and yeah, in that sabbatical, I actually yeah, just, I sat down, <laughs> yeah, 12, 16 hours a day, 10 days in a row, and then I took usually two days off with my girlfriend, she had to work, she had just, uh, she, had, she had to work 10 days in a row as a nurse, and then she had two days off, and I said, okay, I can do the same, mm -hmm. so I did that, basically, getting up at 4.30 with her every morning, until the evening, six, eight, or nine, I was then sitting, modeling, sketching. Um, yeah, what I wanted to do, the creatures, the, the, the vehicles, um, some characters, everything. And I was, yeah, like I said, I was learning ZBrush at the same time, learning Keyshot at the same time. The only thing I was able to do actually properly was uh, Alias. And this was Alias, Photoshop. Those were actually the... the the only pro programs I actually knew properly. I, I used T-shirts one couple of times at work, but I couldn't, wasn't really able to do something good with it because you could also render in alias. Mm -hmm. And this was enough. You just sketched over and that, that's it. Yeah, and Photoshop, of course, I mean, you need you needed to know Photoshop. So uh, that's why I had made a list of programs like, like ZBrush and I still and I needed to learn um, Illustrator for all the graphics and then T-shirts. And yeah, a lot of programs came out the years after Fusion 360, Marvelous Designer, um, what, what do I have here then? Uh, Cinema 4D, Octane, and Death 3D with, with the characters, and then InDesign for, for, for layouting your book. There was actually, so I learned all those programs then in the next years, <laughs> actually being able to, to do what I had in mind, because I'm not a good... Um, in a painting concept art. I just, I have something in mind, but I, I'm not good at that. So I knew, okay, I have to do my 3D thing and then do some renderings. And when, as soon as I have the model and I get good materials, I, uh, I can make really nice shots from every angle. And I have to say, I, um, I was, uh, I am really like to take photographs when I'm on vacation um, because this, this really helped me to actually understand the, the 3D rendering way better, how to use the focus, uh, which lenses you, you use and when do you use which lens and which what makes the difference because you can really quickly mess up your rendering if you, if you use a too narrow um, depth of fields and then it just looks like a toy, all, the, all this kind of stuff. And when you keep keep your things in the real world with three measurements, you're basically all, almost all the times pretty safe. Yeah. And yeah, I, did, I've, I went through that year and actually did a lot of work. I do have, where's the book? And after that year, I basically did a 400 pages book. I printed that and yeah, I thought, okay, this will be my application. Uh, for for design studio press because i really wanted to to publish the book i'm doing with design studio press so i had this 400 pages book <laughs> wow. after one year 
which uh, was quite a lot. And yeah, but on, at the same time, I started publishing basically in beginning of 2017 my uh, my work mm -hmm. online. This was on ArtStation, um, ArtStation here on Facebook, then Behance, and well, somewhere else. No, I think this was the major. I didn't. I didn't use Instagram, stupid me, at that time. I should have done it because I think at that time there wasn't so much people on there. Um, but yeah, that that's that's life. And yeah, and the work actually got pretty good feedback. Um, what I published, I got a, I got some job offers um, from the automotive industry. Funny enough, due to my creatures, I did actually. And not due to the vehicles. So this was really interesting. And yeah. And then I started also working again in 2017. But uh, I, I didn't enjoy my work so much anymore. Like I used to enjoy it. I mean, I had, I had a dream job there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but really working at home, creating your own uh, world, your own uh, IP. I can call it it's my IP and really imagining everything on your own and then going back and exercising someone else's very often very stupid idea with also some really ignorant uh, short-minded people in the upper management or whatever isn't isn't so much fun then honestly because yeah once once you felt this this freedom of and then you feel okay i can actually do it I, this is so easy i can create basically everything i want and without asking anyone and this is mine this is purely what i am and who i am what what i create um yeah i think this was deep inside me and I, that's why i didn't enjoy it anymore and then yeah um in summer um 2017 i was i was pretty sick um, when I was in Italy and I ended up in the emergency room uh, in the middle of the night and yeah I, I had an anaphylactic shock I have to say that because it's very important um, so I, I almost died and so and then the next day I decided okay fuck it I just quit my job it doesn't matter whatever I don't want to do anything want to work for anyone anymore if I don't like it I want to work I really want to work but not if I don't like the the project or whatever i don't want to do this my life is just too short mm -hmm. to do this so i told my girlfriend i want to quit i will quit my job and see her that's cool <laughs> that's good do it so she is very supportive i have to say <laughs> so I, yeah i quit quit my job i decided that and so okay at that time i was okay how can i make some money and yeah like i said before i got a couple of job offers and then um yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know, Fortune or whatever, um, the the Tim Kentley Clay, the, the founder of Zooks, contacted me again, because he contacted me already in the beginning of 2017. And he wanted me to work for his uh, company, Zooks, at that time. And I said, okay, yeah, I do it. I told him my story that um, I want to leave VW anyway, but I just work for you for four months. I don't want to work for you for permanently. I want to finish my book. Mm -hmm. And this is priority number one. So yeah, he he hired me. Um, 
And yeah, then I flew over. Um, and I, this was a mixture of working overseas in the US and then working a bit, working here a bit. This was pretty cool. And so yeah, it was, and yeah, I met so many great people there and I learned a lot really. And again, my 3D skills were super, super helpful because just really just designing, CAD modeling, everything on your own, especially in a, in a, in a little team was super helpful. And yeah, and at that time I, I also apply, wrote an email. This was July, I think, to, to Design Studio Press and applied there, but nothing came back for weeks or for months. So, and I'm not the, I'm not the guy who actually is writing an email again and again and again and again. I really appreciate everyone's uh, precious lifetime, and so I I never get back to people actually. I say, okay, no, okay, that's good. It's stupid. Because people, I know everyone has is super busy. I mean, it's the same with me. I also forget to answer emails, mm -hmm. and then but I always get back. I try to at least. Um, yeah, and nothing was. So I thought, okay, maybe I try to write an email on LinkedIn to Scott Robertson directly, and maybe try maybe if maybe this works out. So I did that on LinkedIn. So when you just get get in contact with someone, you have this. I don't know, 180 or 260, um, not, not words, uh, symbols, whatever, characters, mm -hmm. characters? Yeah, characters. When you write a message like, like on Twitter. So I try to be as polite as possible and just to phrase what, what I actually wanted to. And then, so I did that and he kindly responded one week later and sent my, uh, my idea and my portfolio forward to Science Studio Press. And yeah, then we got in contact. And when I was actually in the US, um, we met there and they had a look at my portfolio. And yeah, so we agreed, okay, this sounds good. And what, what your idea is. And yeah, let's make a book together. This was then a dream come through, come through to me with the book actually. They really liked what, what I had, but at that time I, I wasn't that far with my, I mean, there's still online a lot of those renderings and they are very different to what is actually in the book now, because it was a learning experience also while creating the book. I, this was such a, I learned so much by doing and I constantly changed and changed and changed and do it, did it again, did it again, did it again, because it didn't, never really looked good. In the end so yeah yeah it was a great process so i got this i got that um, contract book contract contract this was yeah just incredible for me because i mean where i came from no nothing with the beginning of 20 about design and then seeing daniel simon's book once and then yeah being at the same publish publisher uh, this was just it's crazy i still can't really believe that that's yeah Wow, that's it's, that's yeah. an amazing journey you know i mean there's like so much information that i'm just processing right now because so many hours of and months and years of work that goes into finally achieving something like a vision that you had at yeah. the beginning and something that i mean there are a lot of things that i want to touch upon within this subject but yeah just first and foremost the thing that strikes to me is that you already had a vision and a plan of what you wanted to do with your work I think that is something that's not 
uh, that not everyone appreciates how important that aspect is because process yeah. of doing work daily is obviously important to get good at what you're doing but having a vision towards what you're trying to achieve is also very very important so yeah how did you think that mindset came into what you're doing um how did i think i think i got that mindset from what i told you with my study that i when i want something i do that 200% and i focus on that and i don't let loose if i really want that mm-hmm. and and like, like i said um i wrote in my book i think i don't know if i get the proper words but i was yeah i mean most designers are somehow introverted in a in a way and i was always as a child um seeing those or uh, reading those dinosaur books and walking in your imagination in, in your own world somehow and i always loved that just those creatures and i wished i could could be there some could have been there as a child or now being there in, in this in this because this is the alien world the dinosaurs it's on this planet but it's somehow an alien world and this exists definitely somewhere else and i think that this never let me lose in a way it just um how do you describe it it just disappeared from the surface in my mind and it came later on back and back and then um and then it resurfaced somehow and then uh, as i got better in design i saw, i realized i mean avatar came out at one point uh, this was a huge inspiration for me and then i got uh, from the wayne barlow i discovered the wayne barlow books um like i got a, a new copy it's here after uh, it's called after man and expedition from wayne barlow and he actually those, those books are amazing beautiful and he already did this journey would from someone who's discovering a different planet so basically what i had also in mind so this mm-hmm. was a huge inspiration i thought okay i wanted this i want to do this as well and then okay maybe i can combine this two worlds i have what kind of vehicles do you need what robots do you need and then also what kind of creatures could could actually be there and i i wanted to do that and i think this is yeah and yeah this was my my goal basically yeah and this is still the goal because the, the it's still going on yeah. <laughs> because yeah this this final goal isn't achieved yet <laughs> um so i'm still working on that yeah this was was my mindset basically i think did this answer your question yeah i mean definitely because it's about having yeah. that vision that you're actually trying to create yeah. something larger with the work that you're doing and i'm i'm also guessing that the fact that you had pre- previous previous experience working in a studio made you a bit more mature to actually use that one year period properly because if you take a sabbatical of that kind too soon in your career maybe you're not mature enough and emotionally capable enough to handle that time that extent of free time you know yeah that that that's very true that's very true i mean it's always easy to hear that but i it took me a lot of years to actually come to a certain skill level where i was mature enough and confident that i could do that mm-hmm. Yeah, and it took me a lot of hours extra hours at work because you're not getting there with, with the standard uh, nine to five hours never um yeah 
this definitely and i had a boss i have to say uh who was always who kept us doing he trusted us and i think this this was a very very important thing to, to have a boss there in potsdam who wasn't ah no this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong ah let me do it oh yeah i show you how it is no mm. he was always like okay christian andy whatever he trusted us and then we did the design and then he came two days before the presentation you know maybe he said yeah, could, yeah can you can i see it hey, that's cool could you change this a little bit or maybe this maybe this is a bit better but yeah that's okay that's cool and i think this is where i actually um learned that okay i and, and trust in myself this is very important yeah yeah that's I got that skill set and that's such an important also, yeah. quality in a boss where they are not trying to dominate their ego to the younger designers yeah this is really rare and if you have have a boss like this awesome awesome yeah so Definitely. another question uh, sorry to interrupt you just uh, oh, no no it's okay it's okay you were working in like some of the biggest and the most well known car companies before transitioning into the work that you really wanted to do but yeah. a very large majority of people would be so happy to get that opportunity itself but you had that choice you worked on it and then you left it so what was the thought process behind that <laughs> that is a yeah, another very good question because yeah i mean like i said it was a dream job i mean and yeah for the people to know i in that studio where i worked i worked for lamborghini for porsche for bugatti for audi for seat for vw yeah this and i basically did the interviews for every brand wow almost every brand i didn't do a seat i think yeah and yeah i have to mention that because this is and that was that's why this job was more than a dream and i know not many people would be able to go there and i had the chance and then then quitting that job is yeah i mean friends asked me also and then but in the end it's like i said it's just a job you're doing someone else's vision or wanna be vision mm-hmm. or wanna like vision and you are basically the, the, the main creative part you are not doing the, ma- the, the main creative part is this is envision something completely new you are not doing that this someone else is doing that not you you are just doing the s- s- somehow styling part but of course also designing but really envisioning a new product or something to the world you you rarely do that um that's and that's why and yeah when, when i did this in my sabbatical and like i said before and i saw that i actually can come up with a lot of things most people cannot come up with because they they are so busy in their mind that they have a job which is so important for them that they don't want to quit which is okay which is completely okay but i thought okay no my life my vision is more important than um the stream job because all i do in the stream job is 95% of that no one will ever see mm. ever and that wh- where is the point in that i mean all my creativity everything i am and where everything i do the most of the time no one will ever see and this is for this is for everyone in that business and you have to ask yourself is it really worth 
after maybe 35, 40 years, you cannot show anything. Maybe if you did a Shoka, and I mean, there are very sh few Shokas and production cars, but there are so many people working in that industry whose work who are amazingly good and their work won't be picked because of politics or because someone do doesn't like him or he did something there. And this is, this is sad. And then if you realize that, oh, that's actually easy to have your own vision and come up with something. Okay, it isn't easy, but if you realize with all the work you put in before, why should you do someone else's work? Why, why would you keep on working for someone, for a company you can't show anything? I mean, I did so much in those since 2016. That's why I'm just, I'm currently posting a, a couple of old pictures. I, I have so many pictures I have never shown anyone and renderings. I mean, when I, when I look at what I did now with all the, the creatures, what I have, this, this portfolio is, in, is massive. And I did less, the more time in the automotive industry, I can show three pictures. <laughs> so, and this is, you should ask yourself, what do you want? Do you want to have a safe job, which is good for your family to buy a house, to buy a car? Or do you want to really live your life, be happy and fulfill your dream and become what you really meant to be and as a creative? Because I think every creative should work or should be able to envision and create his own um, dreams in a way but it's difficult to make the decision i mean there are so many things life is hard you need money when you have kids a house you have to pay your mortgage and everything and decisions aren't easy so i have to this is also yeah i really thing, but yeah. really appreciate the transparency there because as creators in this industry, all of us have these wild ideas that we want to create, but then yeah. you have to weigh them with the consequence of what choices you make. So exactly. how did you actually go about the financial planning of it? Because if you're quitting your job suddenly for one year, I'm sure you would have had to plan that many months in advance. So how was that process like? Yes, I, I did plan it, I mean, a year ahead. Hmm. And I have to say, I mean, I guess you already can guess that I am not a I'm not someone who needs to own something or needs a car or needs something fancy some rings or the latest clothes or watches or phones I don't I never cared about that never ever I mean this that's why I'm happy also my background that my family never had a lot of money and so and I actually I, I have to say I never had a bad life I always I had a the, I had everything and also with no money or less money, I have a better life. And the point is, um, I, I, I planned ahead and I kept my apartment, but I'm living um, where I live now is on the countryside. So everything is way, way cheaper. Okay. So th this is a decision you have to make for yourself. Where do you want to live? Do, do you need to go out every night in the city and enjoy your life with others? Drink and don't cook for yourself. Just go for food this is okay do it but this costs you a lot of money to stay in certain places and you have to decide if you want to work for your life or live actually because i, I don't want to pay my rent or even buying a car for thirty thousand uh, euros you, you could you could stay at home for two and a half years for that money mm -hmm. and improve yourself improve your skills and then get a better job or 
being free after the after this time and you just wasted that in a in a car i mean if, if you want that be happy but that's just not not this nothing for me so i i i had a, of course yeah in germany you have, have a good income for that company and i was always saving money because i, I didn't spend i never spent my money basically so i had a lot had good savings on the side and yeah i kept on doing that basically when i quit my job i had still some savings when i got the freelance jobs i always put a lot of money beside and try to live with really low income when i plan my plant my sabbaticals because i did two other sabbaticals after the one in 2016 and i i live from uh, 700 to 800 euros a month so wow. yeah that's, that's i mean that's fairly cheap for european standards though. yeah but like, like i said i i love cooking i cook for myself i just don't go out every day i go out maybe once or twice with friends a month um yeah that's and then it's things don't become so expensive i don't have any um and how do you say no 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 uh, like uh, i'm not paying any debt oh, to anyone okay. all the money i have this is mine so but yeah but i live on the countryside and a lot of people don't like that but it's nice here I'm surrounded by woods. That's awesome. So I can on my bicycle go out to sports. Mm. <laughs> so and it's just 30 minutes into the city. Um, so this is also okay. But yeah, this this is a big thing you have to plan and think about. Yeah. Well, Where does the money come from? Yeah. This this is a really interesting like, conversation because whenever you I mean artists are discussing the things that they want to create so much emphasis is again on the idea or just the world and stuff like that but without these kind of plannings just thinking about real stuff like where do you want to live and how much do you want to spend on a daily basis none of those dreams will actually come true because if you go bankrupt in the process of creating your dream project there's no point in that exactly exactly so you have to be smart about that definitely and you need to know yourself and if you're someone who needs the latest stuff, then this will be more difficult mm-hmm. for you, especially. But I think in being um, humble with your money, and it, it just helps you because you don't, you're not. Um, um, how do you say you? Um, you don't need to take every job you get you get offered basically, and it, it actually it grounds you actually in reality because you can still go on vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still go somewhere. You can still sleep for ten bucks instead of hundred bucks in a little hut in in Asia. Okay, you were able to do it. You are not able to do it currently. So, but, but maybe yeah, you're saving money. So that's also good. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so see it that way. Yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely yeah. So when you it's were a, actually during that process of one year developing all the work for your book project. Were there any moments where you were running into like a burnout because you had put in so much effort and work into that? Of course, every time. <laughs> I mean, I would lie. I mean, the, <laughs> there's always the, the, the moments where you look at your stuff and think, oh, fuck, this is so bad. <laughs> oh, I cannot show this to anyone. And then your self-doubt is, oh, shit. And then you're sitting there for a couple of days, not able to do anything. And then, ah, oh, damn. 
I really don't like this. And then you go back and redo it. I mean, I even had that a couple of weeks before my final deadline with the book. I was, my girlfriend was asking me, what, what's wrong with you? And I said, I, this is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad. I, no one will like that. No one will like that. Yeah. And she, and she, then she again, yeah, but if it's so bad, then the people, you know, are very honest to you. And at that time, already and uh, i got the um from daniel simon the quotes um from Harold baker from scott robertson and then and they really liked the book so and she said if they wouldn't like the book christian then it, they wouldn't say that and, and, yeah they would yeah they would say it and yeah but i really had that quite often um that i had sometimes or where i had no um no ideas i mean i still have that all the time. I mean, I think this is very, very normal. And also to not push yourself every day to, okay, now I have to do, I have to do something, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. Because it, it it doesn't help. It makes actually things worse if you, if you punish yourself for that. And every artist, at least I think every artist has this blockade and then has, has a little bit of time where he is not able to be really creative or as he used to be um yeah of course this was same for me and this i still have that and but i learned to more i learned to accept it more and then really say okay now you don't have the the, the mental capacity or there's something wrong so just leave it just leave it and get back in in a couple of days mm -hmm. and do something and then just do something else i just started watching then tutorials or uh, documentation or uh, a series I wanted to actually look and all this, yeah, this kind of stuff then, or reading. Yeah, so definitely. <laughs> it's always fascinating. I mean, looking at the kind of work that you're producing and then you're obviously going through these doubts and it's a constant thing, no matter how good you get, people are always going through that, but it's only yeah. early on where you don't have that experience to understand that it's a continuous process of self-doubt and then coming out of yeah. it. Were there other people that you were showing your work to in progress, like fellow designers, to see how the progress yeah, was happening? Yeah, there were there were a couple there. Um, all mentioned in the book, and there's a special segment for some people who really helped me out. And I really I took the, I selected really the the, the people who are like I said at the beginning who are very honest, and I knew they wouldn't lie to me or they wouldn't sugarcoat what they say. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that that doesn't help me. I, if something is bad, I want to hear that it's bad because I want to improve. I don't want to say, ah, this is the best, best. Okay, yeah, that's Christian. This is so good. No, I want to hear Christian. This is this isn't really good. Um, maybe you should think about this and this, and then you should think about this. I mean, sometimes it hurts, but that's good that it hurts because you because you know your design is getting better. And funny enough, deep inside you, you most of the time you know what is wrong um with your design um so yeah i ask a lot of people because without the feedback because you get so deep into your work and that you are not you're blind mm -hmm. by the work you're doing and saying that there's also um what i used to do i start a design put it by side when it's somehow bit finished start the next one and the next one and the next one and then i go back 
I never I, try, I never do uh, finish a design at once because it, it really helps to get back and then look at it again and then now uh, it is actually quite good still good still works perfect and if, if 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 it still looks good or not after a couple of months or half a year or a year sometimes then you know okay you have something there and now you start improving you continue with it put it by side start the next one again and this is really you can really um but okay, this just works, of course, with your own projects. It doesn't work in a proper job, but for your personal projects, it works mm -hmm. very well. And I mean, it's also sometimes things getting, um, um, it's just styling. I mean, look at so many cars today. They're just styled. There's no elegance anymore. There's no timelessness, timelessness in the most modern cars, cars anymore. There's just a couple of lines thrown there. Okay, this looks good, but three years, three years later, it doesn't look good right now. Who wants to drive the cows who are on the street in 30 years? This is getting difficult <laughs> to, 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 to see a good one still. And yeah, this is, um, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, like that concept of timelessness, oftentimes we see car designed in the 60s or the 70s making a comeback in entertainment projects where the aesthetic of that era is brought back because that had a certain charm to it. What do you think makes that quality timeless in certain designs? Um, when it's simple, mm -hmm. I think. Um, simple and good design. Uh, good design is simple, but the problem is that simple isn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's super difficult to, to do uh, because you really have to um, master proportions in a way where, where you where your shot lines are how high the windshield or the wheels and everything and this comes with training and with a lot of practice and I mean that the most cars who we are looking back from now or designs are the most simple ones i mean you will never the bmw i3 you will not you you look at this and sorry for to every bmw designer um but you you look at this and things now and oh fuck, nah, this isn't good design this looks all you old mm -hmm. because it, it looks it, it looks okay this was done in this in this period but other things it looks still good like this old cars or whatever what you say I mean, still the, the the TT, the very first one, or even the second one, is a beautiful car with all the proportions because every shot line makes sense there. How every, yeah, just beauty. I mean, it and yeah, simpleness is very difficult. I try to try to do that with my designs. I mean, I don't know if I always achieve that, but I try it at least. And it's really difficult to not over style or over design your things not adding another break highlight line or something here mm -hmm. so i really keep it simple is it necessary is that necessary is this necessary and is this necessary no it isn't um and then but that's it's also difficult it's difficult i guess that's something that yeah. comes with experience like you said achieving yeah, simplicity it, it requires a lot of experience yeah it, it comes with experience definitely just talking and yeah it take, takes and yeah, uh, and working for VW, and so those cars are or were in the past pretty simple in mm -hmm. Audi and all those things. So having this, those design background, I think, helped a lot. Yeah. 
I wanted to ask you one thing, which is about the Tesla truck, because when that design came out, it had like polarizing opinions. Some people absolutely loved it, some hated it. And you being from an automotive background, I'm sure you would have had a lot of thoughts about that. What was your immediate reaction to that? Uh, my immediate reaction was, okay, uh, okay, that's very interesting. That's very polarizing and that's good for the company. <laughs> so <laughs> all those people and this, this is free. Um, yeah, free um, commercial, free, 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 free. Publicity. Um, what do you say? Yeah, free publicity, exactly. Um, do I like that? No, I think they could have done at certain points better, but mm -hmm. hey, um, I don't have to like it, but I can I can tell you that that thing maybe if, if it still comes out in thirty years still is an eye catcher. That's true. <laughs> it, it worked, <laughs> at least in my opinion. I don't know. I think. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive with it. So, but I think yeah. But I think you're quite right about the fact that it at least shook up the industry in a way so that certain yeah. patterns are broken. Exactly. And this, this is good. I mean, you, you need guts for, to doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I take my hat for that. So, yeah. So I wanted to get a bit deeper into the actual process of crafting the book because once the work yeah. is done and it's always evolving, like you said, the designs were finalized later on and you were still refining it, but there's so much of graphic design layout and all that work that goes in. What was that process like? Um, that process was very, uh, similar to the process I just told you to, to my um, to my design process in general, mm -hmm. because what, what I did was actually um, I knew from the very beginning what format I wanted to have, because this also involved a lot of planning. And I thought, okay, because I didn't, I I wanted to have it as a square mm -hmm. because it's easy to just half, and then if you scale it. And the half of the square just it fits on the, on the complete page. And then I could just take the complete page there. And I would just have those two options, mm -hmm. the square and the rectangular. Right. So because I, I knew this would make it easier and I wanted to have a book um, which looked more like the, those coffee table books from a um, nature photog photographer. So not, not, not an overstyled book, but you have a lot of times where you have okay there's this and this and this and that then there is a line going around somewhere which doesn't make sense and then you have a little graphic here a little graphic there on the page which doesn't make sense so coming back to uh, the simple thing simple design so i yeah this was i uh, i wanted to do this at the beginning and so i started to do a layout in indesign and i just started to do okay a complete book with all the pictures, all the renders I had. So I tried to uh, bring in um, it in in a certain order, and so I had a layout. So, okay, this was I think three hundred uh, pages or so, way too much for for, for a book. Someone else uh, should be able to afford without paying two hundred bucks for it, especially in students, um, in which this book is basically for. Um, so I had, I knew I had to come, there was a plan to 176 pages. So there was a lot of pages. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. But looking back, this would have doing 300 pages, 300 pages, exceptional renders is very difficult. And you know, if you do 300, 
yeah 150 of them are not so good in the end mm. maybe if, if you really have to do the work um but yeah, anyway no so i had I had the book so i had the order in my book and from page one to the last page so this was the very first time i showed it to friends and to the publisher got feedback said okay this doesn't make why is this there this there and this there okay that's good good feedback and um this doesn't fit with with the graphic where the, the logo was and so okay got that feedback thought about okay some really good points some of the points uh, my, my my friends couldn't know because i knew okay i i knew how the book should look in the end but my friends couldn't know how it looked and what i did um so i did a lot of test renderings then again okay i threw a lot of pages out let's say i had 250s i think it's around 250 pages so and now i started okay doing very simple test renders without materials on it for for the whole book for everything okay but going for the perspective for the shot i had also without any photoshop editing whatever just a simple shot with um with the depth of field already the the, the angle what i wanted to achieve mm -hmm. actually the, the, the feeling so I did this for, for all the renderings I had in, in the book. So did those renders very basically, put it in the book, in my layout, went through, sent it over to friends, got feedback again, started from the beginning. So doing now renderings um, with material, doing all the same, shorten the book a little bit. Okay, doing from page one to the end, all the renderings going through. See, it's, it's like with my designs going through. Okay, book showing to some people. Ah, this looks good. Ah, very interesting. Okay, feedback. The problem is when you start at the page one and you end up uh, in, in the last page and you're still learning your programs, mm -hmm. the first page looks horrible. And the last page, hey, this looks good, but why does this look so... Okay, I have to restart it again. Okay, right. start page one with the knowledge from the last page and again okay you, you come up after a couple of weeks in the end okay this looks better but still the last page looks way better than the first page again so and you do it over and over and then yeah and at one point where i was actually happy with the materials and the shots itself i haven't had any characters in at that point i just had dummy characters and i got always the feedback yeah those characters look very stiff and yeah i will change them so this feedback came this feedback came all the time so okay no no i will change them <laughs> so okay, no no yeah i will change them so again i did then um okay i think at one point i had the materials right i feels like okay this is this is all pretty good so and then i did the characters um so i thought okay how can i create some characters so that they are not in the focus of the picture actually because i didn't want to have them in the they should be there they should look integrated but um the, the vehicles should be the, the main focus of the book like um this was this was my main goal to really have everything the vehicles are number one so that the character poses all in um in death 3D, I was also testing myself, my girlfriend sometimes, okay, well, what could you do, how it could look natural, and then same process again, doing the poses, redo some renders, and then seeing, 
Damn it. Um, I think this rendering, this perspective doesn't work that well with this, so I changed it a little bit. Okay, again, then I have to had to when I had the poses. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I had to design some clothes for everyone, for them in Marvelous Designer. So I designed the, the clothes and then yeah, doing this, then going into ZBrush because you have always do some refinements. Okay, putting into the characters with the clothes now into the render engine. C pass render wait do this for all the, the renderings you need the characters in look how it looks okay looks good now when when I had that I did okay I, okay those renders are good now I already at that point I knew which renderings I had which resolution because that's that's why what I said I, that's why I was always planning ahead okay this picture comes there and this picture comes there and I and it was always that I could easily change everything. If I wanted to, but at one point I knew, okay, no, this is the main, this is the main resolution. This, so I could do the render out every picture without doing a mistake, or then putting this, this there. No, did the renderings, and then I started doing uh, my Photoshop, the retouch a little bit, and doing some stretches here, a little bit here, so some air stripes there, and again from the, from the front, from page one to the last, and then uh, okay, this looks bad. And again, from page one to the last, showed it to my friends. And then this was the very first day where I said, ah, Christian, now I know where, where you're going for. Yeah, this looks bad. <laughs> yeah, this was what I what, what I had in mind, but you couldn't have in mind. So notice this was the end at one. And then doing the text also, I really pushed the text part always ahead of me. I, I hate writing. I, it's so difficult for me to write things. So, and then I also did, okay, now you have to write. And I just wrote basically all the stuff back to back, basically, and then with not doing any rendering. Mm -hmm. So I did uh, my render queue, a couple of renderings, and then was writing. And then at one point, and then I got feedback from the publisher and I pushed this again. Uh, away. <laughs> so the writing part was, was the most sorry, difficult part for me, but it yeah, was okay in the end. And somehow I did wrote a lot and it got a lot of my writings got cut away because I, it told me I wrote too much. That's <laughs> good if, if you hate it and then get told that you wrote too much, that's good. Um, yeah, and this was my, the, 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 the short version of the process for my book. And then you get feedback also from the publisher and then, yeah, you have to, Say, okay, I like that idea. I don't like that idea. You have to explain why you don't like it and not, okay, no, I, this, this is stupid. You never say that you say, okay, I think it's better. My feeling, uh, it works this and this better. But mm -hmm. yeah, in the end, the, the major layout and I did by myself then, yeah. The, the text, um, the graphics, I also prepared a lot of the, where everything is put. And then we had a, a layout a graphic designer um she was helping out then with, with doing a lot of stuff re stuff refining it but the, the, the way it looked it's yeah she was refining it but i did this also so the book is basically most most of the part is done by me because i knew what i wanted at the beginning again so where i wanted to go with that oh that's amazing yeah. it just goes to show that while creating such a large project of yourself 
there are multiple hats you need to wear like you're a designer you're a copywriter layout artist then character designer there's so many things that you need to learn along the way and yeah. given the fact that design studio press publishes books for artists and of such high quality was there any feedback from them in terms of the way the designs were looking or did you have complete control over what you wanted to create um, no i had complete freedom with my designs mm-hmm. yeah they that's great never said once the only thing about the characters but i said yeah but the characters look stiff <laughs> but, yeah i changed that no but no no i had complete freedom um with the designs with everything with the renderings they were just okay just this renderings or when in the end we had had a couple of pages um left and due to the text layout i could i had a bit more space mm-hmm. a couple of pages more and then we said actually which which rendering i have those renderings and what do you think is the best to go because sometimes i get blind and then you ask okay which render we want to take and then yeah okay let's let's take this yeah this is actually pretty good yeah also with the cover actually um i wanted to have a different cover and then i still don't know someone proposed four or five covers actually and then the the, the final one um this wasn't my it was different but i i just rescaled a little bit and i really liked the idea because i haven't thought about that cover actually mm-hmm. and i really liked that and i was so happy that I have to ask whose idea this was actually one point. No, I really liked that cover. And then I did some adjustment and okay, this is really cool. I really liked it. And then okay, you have a cover at the beginning and then someone else coming up with another idea. Yeah, nah. then oh, this is actually awesome. So I, and I showed a couple of friends, my my favorites, and then I said, pick one. And then in the end it was 95% pick all the pick the same cover. Nice. So when I had a difficult choice sometimes I also again ask my friends here which one is the best get this this and then ah, that's good and everyone went for that that's, that was good and it looks so there was ab- no... absolutely amazing the cover looks absolutely Thank phenomenal you. Thank you very much And it's so true right when you're working on a project for so long you just get numb to it beyond a point because yeah. you're in that world so deeply Did you balance it out by working on some other stuff once in a while to keep yourself fresh um i okay uh we 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 stopped when i was working for zooks you know um so i did the four months for zooks mm-hmm. and then i finished that in february 2018 so february 2018 until august 19 i had the next sabbatical okay so with all i took just took all the money i I earned and saved it and stayed at home and was basically doing nothing else but the book. And the book was basically finished then and yeah like like I said the I haven't done anything else except for, uh, you do you do a little bit sports but n- not design because there was so much stuff like I said if the 15 vehicles in in here and if you restart it over and over you refresh your mind all the time basically right and you're working on so many different things then that that it's i'm mean, yeah working in one and a half years on or in two and a half years on 15 vehicles this is uh, no one is doing this in the automotive industry actually you two one and a half maybe or well, i don't know and yeah that's that's a lot then to work on it and yeah 
and so I didn't. And then I, in, wait, what was that? 17, 18, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I'm just getting confused. Um, no, no, and then I started, I got actually in the August um, 2019, I got my first entertainment or movie gig due to a friend, Mattel, who did a Facebook post basically that Warner Brothers were, were looking for a cat modeler uh, slash a vehicle designer. Oh, that's like perfect. So, yeah, I thought, okay, as, ah, do I write him maybe? Yeah, it would be very interesting, but do you get it? I don't know. And then, then I wrote him, this was on a Friday, and he said, yeah, Christian, I, I know your work. This is, would be perfect, uh, I think, and I just forward your, your name to the art director. And he did it, and this was Friday, and on Monday morning I got a, a phone call, and yeah, it turned out this was for the Batman uh, movie. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, this was then... Three, three phone calls, and one week later, I was then in London working on the Batman, and this was this was amazing. I can't talk about more. The movie isn't out yet, yeah, I, but it was an amazing experience. There's so many, I just learned again so much, and everything I learned, I learned on my own. What I taught myself, I was able to apply that immediately to the job. Also, then just. Model, designing, modeling, modeling proper cat data, handing it over, working with engineers and everything. This was this was great because everything I learned was then I could easily apply and all my knowledge I had. This was this was great. And that's such Perfect. an important skill to have, especially in the movie industry where everything has to be built to scale again. So yeah, being having the ability to design it to actual scale in CAD is definitely a big asset. Yeah, it is, it is. And also knowing how things, because we cannot, um, Christopher uh, Rosewan mentioned that, that you have to know how big it is in the end and you have to to know the size and how big a radio is, how the shut lines are and all the things, you can, uh, how big a screw is, whatever, what all, all the things you have. You, you cannot just do a little sketch of working and, and you need to know and when you have the experience already, you don't need to scale things up. You, you not just know it. Mm -hmm. This is the feeling you give, and that, that, that's very, very true. And that's very, very helpful. Yeah, and this was a great job with amazing people there, and yeah, super thankful. Yeah, and after this, this was I think in at end of November 2019. Yeah, I just said, okay, now I will finish my book. I came <laughs> home. Did for one month, I haven't done anything. As this was Christmas, I haven't done anything. So I thought, okay, I take finish the book and I had a look at the book. So oh, shit. And I learned again so much also from, from, from the people I, I met there and and the work I was doing. And I fuck, okay, okay, I have to redo it. <laughs> <So> again, <laughs> page one to the last page. <laughs> so this was this was then. Um and yeah, this was then 2019 to yeah, whole year 2019. So I was no 2000. I know 2020 was it then? 2020 wasn't exactly. And then yeah, yeah, COVID hit, and I was yeah, I was so happy that I planned not going to work, and yeah, 
for that period of time. So I haven't, I didn't need a job to actually get money. Mm. And this was good. I, there were always um, requests for, for jobs, but I said, no, no, I want to finish my book first. This is most important for me than to do any job. Yeah, I finished that in, and when did I, I think in June, July or August, now September, it was finished in September, I think somehow, because I gave all the data, uh, I think in July, yeah. And but then little things came up just here with the printer when when you work with the printer and then ah here, do a little bit there. Okay, we forgot something there. Those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. This was then the end of the book. <laughs> wow, that's this this quite, quite a journey. I mean, like from when you actually conceptualize yeah. to wanting to make a book till actually it coming out that's like a i mean you needed quite a lot of yeah. persistence to actually go through the project that's pretty amazing yeah it was it's crazy from this stupid idea <laughs> to make a book with one saying okay i want to go to this publisher and then actually doing it in the end or being able to do it is, is crazy it sounds so easy but it feels so easy looking back but it, it wasn't easy i mean all the work all the frustration <laughs> which went in into this yeah it's, it's crazy but i it's it was worth doing it definitely for, for for myself i learned so much especially just being able to manage yourself with time and this is such a good skill if you can get up every day when you do it like i said i get up every day at 4 30 when i'm working until the evening and work through because I, I i always like to have the day ahead of me mm -hmm. and not behind me and then i want to also in the evening i want to really have some time with my partner and not working the whole night through and then just having one hour in the evening with my partner and uh, there's then no point in having a relationship for me that's that's why i love to do it i want to really get as much work done before the evening before normal people uh, have have actually off and then having this life a little bit a couple of hours in the evening and then going to bed but I, and I, I don't stay up long I usually nine to ten then so did the but it's good did, I was just curious if the covid situation did that affect the printing and the shipping of the books to people who had placed the yeah orders? it did it did massively it was supposed to come out in December uh, last year, oh. and it, now it came out end of March. There was huge shipping problems all over the world, and then the, yeah, some things are kind of clogged, but there was massive problems with this. So it was four months, I think around four months delayed, and five to five and a half months to to, to Europe wow. delayed. So this was a big problem, but. Everyone has this problem. I mean, and it's getting worse and worse. I don't. You, you in India, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, here in, in Germany, it's it's so crazy. Um, so many manufacturers don't get any. The supplies aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. So that they, I mean, they went, they got off supplies. So it's always directly you you get it shipped and then boop directly into the machine. And now they have to build real, real uh, huge warehouses to actually order things and hope that they get it. And it's 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 just getting worse actually currently. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. I mean these are the kind yeah, of things which work. you just can't predict, right? Like the way various no, situations. You can't predict.
But what, what can you do? I mean, this is always what I said. I mean, it's it's annoying, but there were at that time there were way worse things going on in the world and still are yeah. for so many people. So and then just not getting your book delivered is just um you say pillepalle in Germany. It, it's just it's laughable. Mm -hmm. It's it's just nothing. It's just a book. I mean, okay, some other people depend on the income depend on the uh, income from the book, then of course, because it's their job. This this you you cannot neglect that, but in the end it's yeah there happens a lot of worse things to a lot of people yeah yeah this was the book <laughs> i i was curious about your character design process as well because that's not something yeah, that you like technically trained in or something like that it's something that you no, developed, developed on your <laughs> own um and the the really interesting thing is that the design language has some similarities but then there are obviously differences as well so how did you evolve that and what were your, let's say, inspirations or references going into the character design side of things? Um, okay, I mean that the inspiration to do those creatures came from the Wayne Barlow and Avatar, mm -hmm. um, from those creatures. Because okay, this is cool because for me, Avatar, Avatar was the first motion picture where actually everything was designed, everything. And Star Wars, they, they, they just went somewhere else and here on planet Earth and shoot it there. Did shoot. So, but Avatar was really the first movie when I, I saw was the, everything was designed, that the plans were designed and or, or some small plans were scaled up and they looked designed. So, but, but it was crazy. So my, pro, my thought was actually because I, I started, okay, I want to do the creatures, but I had a look what everyone or the majority of um, creature designers were doing and I felt that the majority really 1995 or whatever percent was dark slimy gritty spiky mm -hmm. uh, beings uh, animals on a dark background it, it, it felt like that maybe it, it's just because you get oversaturated and then so I thought when when I look at nature and, and I'm outside and or see animals, they're beautiful, aesthetic uh, beings. They are not, uh, even if they're dangerous, they are beautiful. Mm. The snake is beautiful and not, not always black and spikes and everything. Yeah, like they're dangerous, but they're not evil because there's a distinction between the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they don't look evil in, in a way that there there's there's so much beauty to that and i thought okay um i want to do the opposite i want to when i design my creatures i wanted to first not do those dark renders or i want to have the give them some elegance some um, maj majestic is it majestic majestic feeling to it i like the the, the animals we have on, on planet Earth, or that we had in the past with the dinosaurs. Um, I don't know if I always got it right, but I tried it at least. And I thought, okay, when I do it, I try to apply my uh, product design uh, feeling know how to it. And I, so this was what I did. I basically designed vehicles with legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried, but I, I, I applied actually the, the very much when I was modeling them in ZBrush, I, okay, 
I just did a quick scalp, went back and did actually what you have to do. I didn't know that you read topologize them. Mm -hmm. I did that to get really all the, the nice, the, the curves perfectly like on a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, on a spaceship or on, on a car or like on a, on a vehicle body side. So I did that. And due to this, I, I, yeah, this, all my creatures um, got a, I think a very unique look to it. And I, and I always had a um, 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 animal from earth in mind and I tried to e evolve that or, okay, where, where does this animal actually live? What does it eat? Is it, Carnivore? Is it herbivore? Um, is, is it tree living? Is it water living? Does it fly? Does it have three legs? Has it two legs? Has it four legs? And at that time, I decided to actually go with three legs because I find that found that somehow very interesting, and be, and this gave me some really interesting uh, ideas how how the, the the back the tail works. And with uh, one of my the Sigils Mortem. Um, Animal I had from from the um, the gepard gepard. Um, um, but wait, I have to look up the name because I don't know the English uh, name for it. Um, and uh, so I had this idea, and there's this what this amu. Uh, oh damn it! Um, yeah, that's this, this, the fastest land creature. Uh, I don't know the, like the name like for the it. Cheetah? The cheetah, of course, the cheetah. Okay. Yes, yes, the cheetah. And he is, and he is actually while high, while he is in high speed, he's actually managing um, with his tail where he can actually go. Oh. So this is balancing everything out. And so I thought, okay, well, if this creature is also super fast and has just uh, three legs, one in the, uh, uh, at the back. So he needs two tails, two really dependent tails to really just try maybe to, to manage that and actually, yeah. So I, I thought about those things then. And also on yeah, some sketches, you can also see where I thought, okay, how, how does the mouth open with, with the teeth, how to come in because it, it shouldn't bite itself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, I basically having the same design process in my head when like when I did my vehicle, when I do my vehicle designs, how to get in, how big it is, how many people are sitting in and what else, how do you manufacture it? And then, yeah, basically those ideas, yeah, I had those ideas in mind, yeah. And I try to not to copy everyone else and then just try to be me and try what I can come up with actually, if I am myself and yeah, and those creatures came up. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Out of my mind. So you obviously had a certain story in mind while developing this book itself. Yes. Did you yes. write a story beyond the book itself? Like, is this part of a much larger universe, or was the story? Created? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is very large, and I'm um, a friend of mine is writing a novel, and another friend is writing the um, screenplay. Oh wow. And we are pretty far. The screenplay is already also. Oh, sorry, Matthias Marcus, if you hear that, but I think it's okay. So it pushes you guys. Um, no, this I think fourth or fifth draft now. The the screenplay and the novel also. We, no, we were. I was also developing the, the whole story with 
uh, those fronts because I can, like I said before, I hate writing and I'm not good in writing. So this was also a, all the time we were creating a much larger story from the very beginning. So what, what you actually, what is in the book is actually the kind of prologue. I see. But it doesn't tell you the story at all, which is happening then or what, what, what will come at you. So it just sets <laughs> up the premise and the setting and then... It is just set up, sets up that we have to leave our um, planet on, in a certain way. And that certain way creates, creates a lot of... Uh, opportunities actually how you can play with it and yeah and so and that's and i'm actually the, this loki concept i did was actually just testing out so how could the, the 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 nature the landscape could look and i'm just further testing it out with the creatures combined so that book will have a complete uh, cinematic story and i will try or we want to try to really do a really cinematic book so that will be very different to this one then so really with the creatures with the with all the products with the robots and the vehicles all combined then and a lot more in one art book so is the, so is, this is, the goal. is the end goal to like take all this content and then pitch it to studios to actually develop a film yeah or, okay yeah that's why we are doing the script exactly and and the novel as, as well and yeah let's see how long this takes but uh, this is our goal that's so that's amazing to that's really inspiring because you're taking so much pain and time to go so deep into this world and really expand it so i'm really really excited for this yeah like i said i i want to i want to live there <laughs> no i want to really just let just not live there but i mean i'm look really looking forward to the 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 full version of unreal 5 where you can actually really play and walk around and then mm -hmm. Just seeing those air and the, those creatures walking there and man, and then in VR, this must be, could be really cool. <laughs> man, I'm excited about yeah. this. So, I mean, for people who are just trying to develop their own worlds and who are at the starting of this journey, what kind of mistakes do you think they should avoid? Because now you've gone through this process at least once. So what, what are the things to look out for? <laughs> Even if I, I'm, I'm very much organized in a way. I sometimes I feel I'm not organized enough. So you cannot be organized enough. <laughs> <laughs> so <I> just, <laughs> if, if you tell yourself you're organized, then maybe just ask yourself, man, I could be more organized. And um, my my problem, my big problem is, um, I'm losing myself in details. Ninety. 99.9999999 people will never ever see mm. but i see it and i have a problem them with it that's there that it is there and uh, yeah as always i'm always waiting for people I, I know what's wrong with certain things and waiting for someone who is coming up and let's see if, if, if he or she sees it sees the problems now i'm i'm wasting a lot of time on things actually maybe no one else but me or maybe two other uh, beings human beings will see it ever and that that's a lot of wasted time um so avoid that <laughs> that's interesting but, <laughs> but if, at a certain level do you think you almost need to go to that level of detail so that at the end what people actually observe is of a very very high standard yeah 
that, that, that there's, this is another thing. Um, you, you need to go to a certain level of detail, otherwise it will, it doesn't look right mm -hmm. in a way. Um, but this is also a process you, you learn then. And then I have also same, sometimes I think, ah, well, what's wrong? And then, okay, maybe because there's those different levels of detail from huge, medium, small, very small. And sometimes I, because honestly, this just exists for our human eye. It doesn't, that there's actually no need for it to do it, especially if, if you're working on a science fiction novel, where actually could be printed or organically prints itself and grows, maybe the, 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 those vehicles could grow itself basically. And then you don't need shot lines. You don't need anything because everything would be there. But the problem is, I have the problem um, that this doesn't look real to us now because we are so used to, to having certain proportions. Okay, this a certain size of materials, sheets, metal sheets. Mm -hmm. And we are so used to it that if you don't do it, it looks wrong to your eye, even if it's doesn't make sense in your story at all and th this is this i have yeah this, this is very strange but this is just this fact no, i completely agree with that yeah. in fact an example that immediately comes to mind are the space the spacex rockets because we are so used to seeing the heat shields and the black color and the white color padding mm -hmm. that the moment we see a stainless steel rocket we're like at first it is a bit jarring to the eye because you're completely yeah. changing the material exactly exactly this is something I had this, especially on, on those very huge aircrafts I did. And then, okay, I need something there. And then you, you create your little patterns in, in Photoshop and apply it there. And then, okay, maybe I need to need to do the pattern in, in the pattern. And then, okay. And then you just need little things here and there. And then all of a sudden, okay, this looks strange. It didn't do much, but it looks more realistic. Yeah. So, but, but what else to avoid? Um, yeah, don't waste your time with any bullshit, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, throw your smartphone out of the window if you do something like this. Um, yeah, honestly. I mean, just observe what you're doing everywhere, every day and see how much time you're wasting with it and it's not worth doing it. I'm not saying you should not watch uh, TV series or movies. You should watch them if you want to do someone some a movie or if you want to create something cinematic you you should you should observe and watch it um but not like just sitting there because you're bored of your life and yeah i, I don't yeah the word bored i, I don't know what this is basically <laughs> I, I never never been actually bored in a way so yeah really don't waste your lifetime with things you don't need to do i don't yeah yeah, this is very, I mean, yeah, everyone knows as soon as you said this and then self-absorb yourself and look at, look in the mirror and do I need this? No, I don't. So plan it, put it away and just do your work. And after a while, it, you won't miss it anymore. This is very important to really get things done because in the end, the day has just 24 hours. And yeah seven days a week 24 hours and you need to get as much stuff done as possible in this amount of time and you need sleep because if, if you don't sleep enough yeah you will get sick <laughs> after a while this this won't this even if you can do it 
10, 15, 20 years, it will uh, fuck you up, sorry to say that, but it will fuck you at one point. Yeah. And so you should try to get sleep and also relax in time. And yeah, this, I told that my, my girlfriend, if she would, if I would be together with her, I would have worked me to death, I think, already. <laughs> because I, I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't stop working. Uh, and that's that's good that she's there. And yeah, that's very good. Um, something else. Yeah, plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, okay, but it was about mistakes I did. Um, yeah, watching watching the right tutorials. I would say, but this is this is very difficult because I'm always annoyed about people who are doing some videos and then just the first twenty minutes just talking about something else and then doing actually. Oh, this is so annoying. But happy that there is now that there is now so many great uh, online courses out there, which weren't when I started. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean that, that's that's pretty good. I mean there are so many good people now, so that's good and. Yeah, so well, I can't recall something else right now. And yeah, okay, do as much sport as you can, or just exercise, or just walk. Just walk for an hour or two a day. So this really helps you. Or don't sit too much. Have two desks or one desk which you can actually move up or move down, or just one to sit on and one to stand on. This is very important. Yeah, yeah. Don't do the mistake, and because you will, yeah, this will hunt you yeah these are these are great pieces of advice because these are things that you can only learn after you've gone through that entire process yeah there's no other way to learn it and do a good um name naming convention for your files and never think if when you learn something in a program that you will remember it two or three a weeks later write it down <laughs> because you won't remember it <laughs> i had it with so much stuff and then ah how did i do that and you had to restart it again mm-hmm. so write it down how it or maybe just screen record it quickly and then put it in a file for learnings with this program and yeah this is a really good advice yeah so i have to write it down for myself now <laughs> wow, really appreciate this this is like super tangible and advice that people can apply immediately so i think it's quite important <laughs> hopefully <laughs> just um, something that comes to my mind is when you're working on a large-scale project like this how do you determine that hey it's done at this point because you have to take that decision at some point because there's no end to how much you can keep refining it no 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 um it's yeah, this, I think it's never done. But it's good that there is a publisher who says, okay, now it's there's a deadline and then you have to deliver. Mm. Because honestly, I, I had the same discussion with a friend or maybe if, if, if there's a reprint, oh, should I redo a lot of images? But then he said, he said honestly, hey, Christian, it's done. <laughs> it's good. It's really good as it is as it is. Don't do that because you will never, even then when you do the changes and then do you want to do it the third time? Mm. You would do it the fourth time. You would do it the fifth time. You would do it the sixth time. Just just leave it there. Leave it like it is and say it's finished. And yeah, for, for the designs itself, it's, I think that there's a point 
I always go back and forth in Keyshot or Octane or in, in the, whatever render engine you use and do some renders because this is really helpful to see that the proper lighting um, with your shot lines and whatever, whatever you have. And I always do this. I apply a, a simple materials, some stickers and, and then go back to modeling, go back into it. And then at one point I feel, okay, I'm happy with this. And then I usually don't do anything anymore. Okay. It's the same, but if this is diff this is just comes from my experience and I have, there's the gut feeling I have, okay, this, this is enough now. Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, it's never finished. <laughs> Man, Christian, this has been an amazing conversation. We're at like one hour, 45 minutes at this point. So there's like <laughs> so much information for people to really deconstruct and learn from. So I don't want to take yeah. up too much more of your time. I'll just leave you with one last question, which is okay. something. Um, uh, and given the fact that you are quite a person who's organized and plans ahead, maybe you do. So do you plan in like 10 to 15 year times periods or do you take it in a shorter time frame based on your sabbatical schedule or something like that? Mm. No, I don't do that. Um, but what I do is I, I always say I had, I, I do live my third life now in a way. I have first the thing where I was a metal worker and was completely different life than I did basically fourth life. Then my, my, when I studied was a different life. I met different people. So I changed a lot. So it's a, my fourth life actually, not third life. Um, so, and then I had the, my third life when I was in Potsdam moved there and I had a far distance relationship with my girlfriend. So we are still together. So really, really, really good support with her. And yeah, this was, I moved there. I had no friends there. So I started another life and just got coming back on the weekends mm -hmm. to here. So, and then, yeah, I had the fourth life when, when I just actually quit my job and did the sabbatical. And um, what I want to say with this is you, you can plan ahead, but life changes a lot. And I mean, I didn't expect um, to almost die. Um, so, but, and this changed me a lot. And I think those things, it's those things will happen to every one of us. And I think live your life and be happy with it. I think this is the most important thing. Try to find a way that you are happy and not um, miserable with what you are doing. Uh, honestly, I mean, um, yeah, just try to find the way to, to live your life a good in a good way. I think this is the best you can do. It, it's not easy, mm -hmm. but honestly, I mean, I mean, there are so many people who hate their jobs. But then I, I'm a, I'm the person who, I always quit my job. I always say, okay, no, maybe I can do something else. And I didn't know that I, like I said, I didn't know anything about design. And then now I have my design book here. So um, just. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like a job and you don't, you cannot quit for certain reasons, I think the best thing you can do is actually try to love your job in a way, then try to do it as best as you can. Mm -hmm. Maybe you find some fulfillment there or whatever. Uh, it's better than go there every day and be miserable. But 
But I think that on the other hand, I think in the in, in the West uh, Western world, you uh, most of the time you are actually able to change your job and change your passion and do something. The only thing you have to do is just reduce um, your money spending habits and think about that. Then you can live your life and be happy. I think yeah. because there's nothing worse than looking back at your life and seeing that you that you haven't lived the life you were supposed to live or could have lived this is what also just it's better to 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 try and fail than never try and look looking back when when you're there and dying and say ah, i should have tried this this is the worst thing you can can happen to you and yeah so that's why i don't plan I just want want to do those things, what I love, and yeah, let's see where where, where I get with this. So, wow. that's it. <laughs> I think that's a great great way to end the conversation, Tristan. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Dina. Really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. Really, thank you. Really, really appreciate that. And I really hope that at least uh, maybe one one person. And get something out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure more than one person is gonna get a lot of this conversation. <laughs> so um, have a great day ahead and enjoy your dinner. Thank you very much. You, you too. Much. You too. And then yeah, talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs>